everybody. It's time to roll for intent with the creator's corner. And Trevor and I are back. How are you doing today, Trevor? I am dead tired, but I will make it. You're away in the Big Apple. That'll do that to you. Oh, yeah. That Big Apple, big project. So I can't help but notice the uh, the, the visitor bag we have in the corner is kind of moving a lot over there. Who, who, who did we rustle up? Yeah, so... This is actually the second time I've had to snag him, to be honest, because I was a bad boy and didn't uh, practice safe file management, and uh, I lost the last recording with him, so I had to go get a net gun and bring him in again. You'll never take me alive! Sorry, Pete, I already have. (laughs) Okay, yeah, I I guess so. You win this time. So this week, uh, we've got Pete Zupan. He's the... uh, host of the Rise of the Rule Lords, and he's a co-host of Review of the Rule Lords podcast. And he's also a mod on the Pathfinder 2nd Edition subreddit, r slash Pathfinder2e. And he is the head organizer for Third Party Con. Let me let me cut that net off you, and let's, let's, uh, hey, how you doing today, Pete? Well, you know, besides being held against my will, whisked off to a strange city, and all of that stuff. I'm doing just fine. Well, new experience. Life is made from new experience. We're staving off the bleaching. I should say more <laughs> properly, I am uh, in waiting, as is every single person in the TTRPG community, to see how the, the ball drops on the open gaming license. But, uh, you know, out of our hands, and it's in uh, big old wizard's hands now. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure you've seen me blasting on your Twitter. I think it's all FUD still, until we actually get it from Wizards. I'm reserving my judgments, but I'm prepared to be pissed off. Just not pissed off yet. <laughs> I I am uh, p- more than pissed off for you, then. Uh, I am uh, definitely taking it uh, very seriously, but i I think no matter which way it goes, uh, it'll actually be a, a good good thing for the community at large. Uh, what I'm hoping will happen is that what I've already seen is people are trying new things. Uh, they are experimenting with new games, uh, many of which are changing over to Pathfinder 2E. Um, on our subreddit, we have actually seen a uh, double overnight in the amount of traffic that we've been getting into the sub of new players uh, coming and wanting to find out what 2E is about, how they can get in the game. Um, it's actually prompted a kind of mini beginner's box day uh, in our uh, subreddit Discord where some people are just, you know, having impromptu beginner box games. Uh, I know the rules lawyer is having one, my arch nemesis. Nah, he's cool. But uh, how is Ronald anyone's arch nemesis? (laughs) How can can anybody be angry at Ronald ever? Uh, He's very very cool. And he's doing a a very big service. Uh, We are still going to be running another Beginner's Box Day. For for people who don't know, um, the Pathfinder 2E subreddit in 2022, uh, we had the genius idea to uh, see if we could get people to try Pathfinder 2E 
through the beginner's box. Um, didn't know how well it would go. Maybe we'd get like 10 people and three GMs and see what happens. Uh, turned out we got a lot more than that. Uh, and it was pretty great. Um, and we are running that again. Um, but you know, overall in, in regards to the OGL, I, I think that it's going to like Kobold press, get some people to go their own way, stop needing to rely on wizards, open gaming license, develop their own. Uh, it might be costly. I'm sure that there are going to be casualties and, you know, scrapes and bruises, but, uh, I, I think it's going to be growing pains for a much brighter future in TTRPG land. I, I will say I'm I'm actually really excited, even though, you know, people are going to start new systems and like any new system, you're going to have small groups of people that, re- that really click with it. You're going to have the vast majority of people. They're going to hold on to, you know, the Pathfinders and the Dungeons and Dragons. But with all of these, you know, new systems that will probably crop up, you're just like anything, you know, the advancement of D&D second edition to third to fourth to fifth and Pathfinder one to two, you know, all of this new stuff, it, there's going to be good stuff in there. And ultimately, mm-hmm. you know, we're going to see some of this stuff, you know, 10, 15 years down the road in mainstream games, because no matter where a good idea comes from, you know, they will collect all of these things and make you know, one really awesome game out of it. So I'm kind of excited to see how all of that pans out. I'm exceptionally excited to see Cobalt Press's uh, Black Flag. I am, I am giddy to read that. I'm, I'm, I, I want to see what happens. This feels very much like a Paizo 2.0 moment. <laughs> I'll be interested to see what they come up with. What it sounds like is they're kind of going off of 5e as a base system, kind of like what Paizo did with 3.5 as a system when they developed uh, Pathfinder First Edition. And to be honest, I'm not impressed with 5th Edition at all, despite its popularity, but there are many people who love it and they want to keep on playing it. So if that's the way that Kobold Press wants to go, you know, all the more power to them. I'm sure that whatever they do end up doing with it, it's going to be a better game than what people are playing right now. Uh, Just as I think 2E is a better game than what I was playing when I was playing 1st Edition. I had more fun with it. It's a lot easier for me to process and to play. And sometimes that's what you need is a new perspective on something for something to become even better. Even with uh, Pathfinder First Edition, um, you know, people often say that it's 3.75 rather than just, you know, 3.5 plus uh, because Paizo didn't just, you know, carbon copy things. They improved on things that they saw in 3.5 and then they expanded on that and made it even more of a game than 3.5 was as its base game. So, yeah, I I think this was just the wake-up call that a lot of people needed from complacency. So, yeah, we're we're going to see what happens um and, you know, the but the big thing is I I think that Wizards has finally shown their colors that uh 
a lot of us in the Pathfinder 2e community have probably seen in the woodworks for a while. But again, we can't really say any of that until we see the final, final version, you know, like you're saying, Trevor. Um, but even if this was just a draft, we kind of know what direction they want to go in. Um, what direction they end up going in, we'll find out whenever Wizards decides to actually say something. <laughs> it's been a while of silence. Now, I know you are working on some other projects, too. Uh, what can you tell us about that? Yes. Uh, so my biggest project right now is a third-party con, which we've actually been planning for a while, but have really been going full in fortuitously at the same time that Wizards has decided to uh, do this big thing that will be impacting third-party publishers uh, really hard. Uh, third-party con is an idea that the Pathfinder 2e mods had uh, to try to have some kind of filler con during the winter months. Uh, not a lot else happens in the TTRPG space. Um, and we wanted to see a way for the community to to interact. We didn't know the beginner box day two, which I'm calling Otari Boogaloo. Uh, we didn't know that that would nice. be the best <laughs> best spot for it. But we I did like want to have something. Um, so what we thought would be good was actually doing a celebration of third party content. Um, there has definitely been a rise with third-party produced uh, products for Pathfinder and Starfinder, uh, whether that's the Battle Zoo Bestiary stuff, the uh, stuff that Legendary Games has been kickstarting one after the other. Uh, Eldritch Osiris Games has come out swinging, releasing stuff, new stuff all the time, as well as a plethora of other accomplished uh, authors, developers, uh, even people who are working at Paizo are making third-party content. And we wanted to have something to celebrate that. But not just you know the people who are writing games, but the people who are interacting with it. Because the Paizoverse is so much bigger than just the game that we play now. It's a whole community of content creators, you know, podcasters like uh, you and me, YouTubers, like uh, How It's Played or Collective Arcana. Um, it's even TikTok now. People are starting to get into talking about Pathfinder 2e in that space. Uh, there's blogs, there's the No Direction Network. It's just like, there's so much stuff going on for Pathfinder in the same way that there was all of this stuff for D&D with, you know, our own, with our own well-known uh, actual play podcasts like Glass Cannon uh, and Dragons and Things, uh, where D&D has Critical Role and Dimension 20. And like we're, we have our own big community. And so that's what TPK wants to recognize, wants to celebrate. And I'm hoping that we get a lot of participation, not just from people coming in and playing these games, but from content creators submitting stuff, demos, so that they can be part of this first big celebration. That was one of the things that really kickstarted our second show is the, and the, the show 
was the plethora of third-party options that came out, especially after Pathfinder Infinite explicitly legitimized third-party content and democratized uh, third-party content so more and more people could do it. Not for nothing, almost every single organization that you mentioned as a source of new third-party content, we have interviewed them in some capacity on the show now. We've had Osiris from Eldritch Osiris Games. James, uh, yeah. We've had, yeah, James. Uh, we've had uh, some content from Legendary Games. We've got more stuff coming from Eldritch Osiris coming up. We had uh, Mark Seifer was the episode that released today as of the time of recording, which, uh, funnily enough, this will be the episode that releases next week. Um, so we're we're just banging these out quick because we want to raise that awareness for third-party con. We want uh, more people to be able to take a look at uh, third-party content and not act like it's a dirty word anymore. I really right. love that 2E has done so much with the tools afforded not only to GMs and to players, but there is a structured framework for creating usable, balanced, uh, and manageable third-party content. And that's really what's made it all explode. It's not just you have you know, 17 sacks of garbage and you find a gold nugget in one of them. You know, it's, you've got yeah. 17 stacks of gold at this point. It's, it's fantastic. I, I love it. I, there's very little that I've randomly grabbed off of Pathfinder Infinite that I haven't been like, oh, this is really cool, or I could see this at my table, or I would love to do an option with this. Yeah. Pathfinder laid a, a great groundwork for making third-party content, making your own stuff. I've made my own fair share of monsters, items, hazards. Never published them, but I've made them because it's easy to understand the formula to make them. The Game Mastery Guide that Paizo published is very good at explaining the math of creating balanced items and, and things um, on your own, but using their you know very uh, tightly balanced system. Um, in my interview with uh, Smunchy uh, in his uh, Kickstarter for the game, or the setting, uh, Naltilth Candlehurst, he said it was actually a lot easier to design for 2E than it was for 5E, which he had always done previously. And that's something that I'm also hoping kind of gets brought up with all this OGL stuff and with third-party con, is that uh, these third-party producers who are making really extraordinary stuff for 5E, I mean, there's stuff that I've looked at that have been like, uh, I wish they would just make that for Pathfinder, like Monsters of Merca. Like, oh my gosh, that is, I, I have the 5e book. It's so funny. It's so well made. Uh, it's just in 5e, not Pathfinder 2e. So what I'm hoping is that uh, third party con can also help call awareness to those content uh, creators, those third party producers to show that like Paizo is actually both a uh, a viable company to make things for. They are not going to step on your toes. They have a very comprehensive uh, community use policy, a very uh, comprehensive policy for uh, 
profitable uh, design making, profitable uh, third-party content creation. Um, but that the design to make those things is really, really good. Uh, it's really easy to to make things, and there is also a big audience hungry for those things. I can't think of any 5e product that I've seen where if it wasn't ported over to Tui, uh, there wouldn't be a substantial amount of people who would be craving for it. It's just that 5e has always been the the big fish in the tank. Uh, so I'm hoping that uh, that helps that uh, third party con helps with that. Um, but like you said, also with uh, people thinking that third party content is, is like a dirty thing. Uh, a big part of the con is that we want to have it be like PaizoCon, how PaizoCon always has uh, a huge couple of days of society games, just like constant gaming all the time. And we want to have that exact same thing with uh, third-party content demos. Um, so we have a call-out right now for content creators, for third-party publishers. If you want people to try your stuff, we want to host you. We want to put that material in front of potential buyers. Uh, it doesn't have to be your full adventure, your full setting, your full class, or anything like that. But just like the, the taste. So that people get to try out your stuff. They get to see that, oh, yeah, this is actually really good. This is close to something that I would find if I opened up a Paizo book. That is going to get people to start purchasing third-party content if they're not already. When they get to try stuff, they start to buy it. Like That's a proven technique. If you don't believe it, go to every Costco in the nation where they are handing out free samples. Like, sure. Not every single person buys it, but sometimes there's that skeptical person who just needs a taste. And that's all that they need to grab a box off the shelf. I'd be lying if I said I never bought something that was a free sample at Costco. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, I had to stop myself from playing demos when I went to Gen Con this year because I just wanted to buy everything I touched. Exactly. And I feel the same way about third party content. Like, there are probably things in there in Pathfinder Infinite, in Drive Through RPG for second edition right now that I might not even consider buying until I got to open up the document and like read it, try it out, play it. Maybe it's just because I've never heard of the author before. Maybe it's just been buried because of the day that they decided to publish it on. Uh, they just don't promote themselves good enough on social media. Who knows? But there definitely could be diamonds in the rough out there uh, as much as there is probably stuff that maybe doesn't deserve to be as high as it is or, you know, who knows? Uh, the one thing about third-party content, unfortunately, is it can go either way because not everyone has, you know, a, a house of editors and, uh, you know, other writers to look over their stuff. But the the people that you normally see at the, the top of those lists are playtesting their stuff. They are having other people look over their work, do an editing pass. Uh, 
they're getting more experience just with the more that they're writing. Um, and even if this is someone who is brand new, as they get into that space, they're getting better all the time. Uh, so I have a lot of faith in the third-party content that I get, even if I haven't heard about the person previously. But I know that you know not everyone's me. People need proof sometimes. And that's what TPK wants to do. We want you to get to experience this firsthand so you can make your own judgment. Well, and I would like to say, too, that, you know, no matter what people are making, there are going to be people that like it. You know, everything is subjective. There are mm-hmm. plenty of things that, you know, people make and they and a bunch of people say, oh, I love this. And other people say, no, I, I don't like that. It's not balanced. And then the exact opposite will happen. That same group, will, oh, this is unbalanced and this is balanced. You know, my, yep. my favorite example is the, the Shadow Signet Ring. I maintain if that was made by a third-party creator, everyone would say it was a horrible item and incredibly unbalanced. But because <laughs> Paizo made it, no one says a word about it. Sure. <laughs> Me and Christian had this conversation discussing content before doing review where he'll think something's out of balance and I'll think it's fine or vice versa. Um, and I think that's probably a mark of really well-tuned content if you can get completely opposite opinions from two people about the same thing, as long as it's not an extreme opinion from either one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's a pretty good uh, litmus test for balance. There's only one thing. There's the, This is something I haven't brought up, but it's something I've been noticing more, and I, I like your opinion on it. Sure. Bear in mind, this might get cut out if we go kind of weird on it because I don't want to step on anybody's toes. I have a slight concern lately mm. with groups like, and I love James, I think he's great, Elder Osiris or Legendary Games or other groups that are setting themselves up as publishers for individuals um, that I think on one hand is great because to a certain extent, it democratizes that content, but then you have these organizations that are essentially setting themselves up as kingmakers, right? They can produce content in ways that other people can't. So you get something like the wonderful Eidolon expansion that is typeset very basically. It's a very basic document, but it's so much value. Uh, Kanakuroku, right? Um put that out and there's so much value and there's so much dense content and the content is so good and it just gets buried because it's Mm -hmm. not flat it's not pretty um and it's not something that's in your face on the front page and it's such a low price that people think oh there's nothing here then you guys got got guys like garrick williams who did the uh oozmorph oozfolk of galarian and it's coming out with more oozfolk stuff that does everything himself his art is his own. His typesetting is his own. He wrote his own hybrid engine for doing the typesetting for his books. And he's like a one-man army. He's got a really good editor that works with him. And he put out a 60-something page volume by himself. Mm-hmm. And it's fantastic. And he didn't need a publisher like that. So I, I'm interested to to hear what like your opinions are on this this field that got instantly democratized overnight. Um, the democratization was legitimized through the creation of Pathfinder Infinite, 
And then you have these organizations that, again, James, if you're listening, I love you guys. I think you're great. I'm concerned, though, about those organizations becoming de facto publishers of note for Infinite and therefore muscling out somebody that's just like, I have a neat idea and I want to show the world, which is the (laughs) stuff I honestly want to see. Yes. Well, that is a very real concern. And the fact of the matter is, is that uh, people are going to go for pretty things. If you go on to any store, not just Pathfinder Infinite, but if you go to one store and like it looks like it's made out on GeoCities and the the type is all wrong and the colors are off and it's advertising a I product. Mean, that just makes me pine it, for the 90s. <laughs> it could be the best thing in the world and you're not going to buy it because it doesn't look good or, you know, it looks, you know, off. Um, a big part of third-party con that I'm also hoping gets latched onto is the the eight-hour streaming uh, cycle that we're going to have. Uh, we're going to have pre-recorded streams that we're going to air in eight-hour cycles that everyone all across the world is able to view it in their own time zone. And the reason that I bring that up is because some people who lack the knowledge to put the spit and polish onto these awesome products is just because they don't know that there are these resources out there for them. I found out that there are huge caches of images available for cheap or free for infinite authors. There are lots of different templating tools that you can use uh, that are, again, either cheap or free. And sometimes it's just about connecting people to that knowledge. So I'm really hoping that industry leaders, that you just won't hoard that knowledge. You'll come on to Third Party Con, you'll send us a session submission, and share your knowledge, your piece of wisdom that up-and-coming authors can latch on to so that they can get that chance to rise above the ranks if they don't have the support of you know a, a big conglomeration like Eldritch Osiris or you know doesn't work at uh the battle zoo at uh Roll for Combat where you know they've got legendary Mark Seifter working on the editing and the design and stuff. Um a big part of it is people just need to learn about things. They don't always have exposure to the places where they can get to learn those things. We're hoping that the third party con stream can help do that, both by presenting, you know, the fun stuff that people want to see, the the live plays, the the demos of, you know, cool content that are out there, but also industry leaders talking about their field of knowledge so that other people can be can get into that field. Whether you're a podcaster who knows how to podcast, YouTuber who knows how to YouTube or a publisher who knows how to publish. Please bring that knowledge into third-party con and share it. And I do want to say that, you know, when we talked with James, he is 100% open to anyone coming to him for help. They want to help people. And even one of our, you know, most favorite interviewees, uh, John Holmes, does uh, Galarian Unseen, Bloodlines, a absolutely fantastic 
expansion to Sorcerer Bloodlines. I I would never play one of Paizo's Bloodlines over John's, hands down. They <laughs> are phenomenal. And he's teamed up with them now, and he's doing a Relic book. So I, I certainly hear where you know what you're saying, Trevor, but at the same time, right now, they are very open to everyone as far as like wanting to help oh, get definitely. those. Yeah. yeah. I don't want it to sound like I'm... I'm no, no, I'm saying that they not. don't have merit or that they, they shouldn't exist or that there's a problem because I, I, I said this to, to James when he was on. I'm glad that there's people in there like that in the space that can take, um, take people that are afraid of entering the space and kind of help them grow into the space, right? That's something that we absolutely need. I am just slightly concerned um, as I start looking through the top 20 pieces of content on infinite how many of them are published by the infinite equivalent of you know samurai sheep dog yeah. right not not trying to disparage anybody i'm just trying to say like this was a big third-party publisher for paizo this was one right. of like four that were really prolific i'm very very leery of giving organizations that much power within infinite because i really want to continue to see it democratized well and also part of what i think will naturally happen as you know those those companies those publishers get bigger and bigger is that they'll get off of those spaces where the little producers are um you know it might not be overnight especially not with you know someone like elder joe cyrus or uh, uh, samurai sheepdog. Um, but depending on how big they get, they might choose to go independent because, as we know, infinite and drive through do take a bit of a cut, pretty substantial, depending on who you are and you know what you're putting out. And they might decide, okay, it's better for us to go and just put our stuff on our own website. We have a big enough name where we can just talk about ourselves on our social media and people will come to us. That'll kind of naturally open up the space again for the little people. I do say little people in quotes. I don't mean to say anyone is not worthy of being a good publisher or anything like that. But what I am saying is that people who might not get the notice that perhaps they deserve because of those bigger people, they might start to get that because the bigger people decide to take their uh, their content into their own independent spaces. Um, but again, I th- it's going to be a mixture of both uh, independent content creators rising up in the ranks just because of the quality of the stuff that they publish. Um, and then also the uh, people who are publishing stuff enough to go independent, to stop relying on uh, Infinite or RPG, th- drive through RPG as distributors to host that stuff on their own site and hope that people will actually go there to get those products. Um, it's one of those market force things that <laughs> economists can debate about. But I think that that's the ultimate thing is a lot of it's going to be determined by how people buy and where they buy. 
big thing about third party con is that for those people who don't know that if you were to reach out to James Beck on Twitter asking for advice, you might not know that he will get back to you as soon as he can with every bit of advice, helpful advice that he possibly can. And that's the biggest resource that I think TPK can provide is if there are resources out there that people could be taking advantage of and don't, the TPK can be the bridge to get those into those uh, independent authors' hands so that they can become the next big publishing superstars in the infinite world. Yeah, I, I just want to, I agree with everything you said there, Pete. And, you know, as we see so many different people come on to the show, the thing that always shines through the brightest are the people that doing this because they love it. And, you know, don't be intimidated. All of you budding creators out there, you know, you just need to get your hands on it and start creating. Get it out there. If people don't like it, create something else. Keep going. But if you love it and you enjoy it, just keep going. You will find your people. And honestly, so much of this is about finding your people and not losing sight of who you are and your love of this. You know, 23 years ago, Wizards released that OGL because they wanted to grow this system and they loved this community. We are now, you know, 23 years down the road and taken over by a large corporation. And now they are simply looking at profits and time will tell how that plays out. But, you know, we're we're all going to, we're just along for the ride, but you know, we're running out of time here, Pete. So I want to thank you so much for coming on board and talking to us about everything that you do. You sound like, you know, you, you love this and you are always raring to go ready for more and welcoming new people into this hobby and this industry. And my hat's off to you. We need so many more people. (laughs) Thank you. It's, it's what I get a lot of pleasure out of, uh, used to do a lot of community organizing and there has been no better community. I do mean this honestly, no better community I have been a part of than the Pathfinder 2E community. It is such a positive place. Everyone is willing to help out each other. And I just want to amplify that with third party con. Um, but I can't do that alone. I need your help. And because this is a podcast you can't see, I'm pointing directly at you, listener. I feel uh, threatened. If, <laughs> <laughs> I thought he's going to sick his hounds on us. <laughs> oh, yeah. They, they wouldn't hurt a fly. But um, if you are that third-party content creator, if you are someone who has knowledge to share, who has a demo to try out, uh, who has a show that you want to entertain people with, and you want to be part of this first-ever celebration, I want you to stop what you're doing right now, unless you're driving, get home safe. But when you get home safe, go to pf2events.com and go register your event. Uh, Send us your submission. Uh, Our first round of submissions uh, is going to be happening after this podcast airs, but we're going to be looking at stuff all the way up until the week before Third Party Con, which is February 17th through 20th. It's President's Day weekend. Send us your demos. 
send us your ideas. We want to hear them. We want you to be a part of this. Even if you think you don't have something to contribute, I guarantee that you do. And if you are someone who just wants to get involved somehow, you can contact us at contact at pf2events.com. Well, thank you so much, Pete, for coming on the show. And that about wraps up all our time for this week. I'm Christian. And I'm Trevor. And I'm Pete. Ahead, you all have a great week. Don't let the rules rule you. Bye. <laughs> Bye, y'all. <laughs>